The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Now, if you've ever lost money, you know, you've invested in something that's gone up in smoke or a deal that's gone wrong or you just didn't use your money very wisely and up it went in smoke, uh, then this short video and it will also be on the Money Podcast will help you. Now, there are practical things that you can do, which I'm probably going to leave to Mark to share with you at some point. You know, things like county court, court claims, getting a lawyer involved, and maybe even getting a private investigator involved, you know, doing a bit of a research on them, having security and charges and such. Now, that's a separate kind of what to do to protect or if you've lost money, which we'll deal with another time. I'm talking about the money has gone. It has gone, gone, but you've got baggage and you're holding onto it in some way or it's holding you back from taking any risks now because you feel like paralyzed by the fact that you could lose money. So I wanted to give you a couple of things that you can do. So the first, probably, this is also catharsis as it, as it is practical, is um, any situation where you lost money, uh, with an individual or a company, um, I would write on a piece of paper um, on the left-hand side all the benefits of losing the money. Maybe you, you, know, you learned what a first charge was because you didn't know one before. Maybe you learned a good lawyer from a, a bad lawyer. Um, and list out all the things that actually were of great benefit and were the balanced upside. I'll give you an example. Um, sometimes in progressive launches go wrong or, you know, we don't have as good a month or as a quarter as we plan. Things break all the time in business. It's normal. Um, and what I'll usually do is try and fill that void. So let's say we're, you know, 400, 500,000 pound down on a quarter. I might create a new product or do a new launch to fill that void. Now, uh, I wouldn't have done that had we hit that target. But when I create a new product or launch, not only do I fill the void and then get the money because I'm kind of playing catch up, but now I have the new asset and that new asset could um, you know, help me create more revenue or more reach into the future. So uh, where, where you get voids where you've lost money, you could double down and go and try and earn that money back much quicker. And what you've, you, you've won three times here because not only have you got uh, the money back, but you've also got the lessons of a bad investment and the lessons of how to get the money when you need it. So you learn three ways, whereas if it had gone well the first time, you, were, you only learn once. And I think it's true to say, isn't it, that rarely when we do well, we sit down and go, oh, let's really analyze why we did well. Let's do deep and meaningful feedback and search the soul of why we won and why we're so great. You know, we rarely do that. We usually only do that when things go badly, but we should do that when things go well. So, um, you know, you actually could uh, take a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle or something online. Uh, and, you know, um, what you learned on one side and then the big upsides on the other side. Now, some of those may be similar, but it, it seems strange for some people to say, oh, that there's big upsides of losing money. Well, maybe it'll make you more careful next time. Maybe you'll get a better lawyer. Maybe you'll do a bit more diligence and research. Maybe you'll learn that you need a slush fund or a contingency. Um, and if you have a contingency, you can't get blindsided because even if you get blindsided, you've got a contingency as the backup for being blindsided. Maybe you learned who not to work with. 
Um, you know, maybe you learned about better due diligence uh, and research. Maybe you learned about your emotions and managing your emotions is what is really managing business and, and money. Um, now, if you don't do this exercise, I know it sounds quite basic, doesn't it? Oh, just get a piece of paper and put a line down the middle on one side, do everything that you learned and on the other side, all the great benefits of losing money. Yeah, all right, I'll do that, Rob. Uh, it can sound a kind of like a bit duh. Um, but I speak to a lot of people who lost money. Like I spoke to someone yesterday who lost money in 2002. It's 2018, 16 years, and they're holding on to losing this money. Um, and there's all the great benefits and lessons of losing money that they're not seeing, uh, and a few things that are on the downside that's stopping them. I mean, it could have stopped them from investing anything for the next 16 years. Mark and I have only been doing this 11 or 12 years. So it's like, whoa, you know, can really hold you back. So it's also a great way to have therapy and give yourself catharsis. Uh, the next thing is, you are not a bad person. You are not a dumb business person or, you know, a, a, a done for stupid investor if you invest money um, and, and it goes wrong. We all invest money and it goes wrong. Mark and I bought overseas, off plan, new build, bought too far away, bought stuff that's too much of a dive, overspent on the refurb. You know, we've all made mistakes uh, and the mistakes are inherent in your success. You can't be successful without mistakes. The more mistakes you make, as long as you keep going and they're not really, really stupid, you know, kill you mistakes, then of course you are going to be more successful. Um, so you've got to disassociate, you know, the embarrassment uh, and the, I am a failure in making bad investment decisions. I was speaking to someone on the phone yesterday. They were, sorry, this morning. They were about to pay a £60,000 finder's fee. Now the deal was 1.8 million, but still 3.33% finder's fee. It's huge. Um, you know, on a deal like that, surely it's one, one and a half percent. £60,000 finder's fee. And they were about to pay it up front without any security, without any restrictions. Ah! So they hopefully they did good in having a 15-minute conversation with me because I said, do not pay any of that money up front until you have the title documents in your possession. Um, now, that would have been an expensive 60 grand mistake. But, you know, I've made that in three grand and five grand. I've paid thing for things up front. I'm trying to buy a preamplifier for my hi-fi at the moment. There's a guy who's got one for sale overseas. Um, you know, the price is all right, but it's got no box and he's going to send it overseas. Well, no, I'm not sending the money until I get the thing uh, because I've learned uh, from my mistakes. Um, and every time you lose money, you actually learn a lot more than when you make money. Um, but remember, you can still make it pay. Um, now, look, if you've invested in a course or a program and you've not done anything with it, that's slightly different. Or you invested in a course and a program and it wasn't that good. You can still make that pay by going through all your notes and your manual and just picking out one or two things to go and do. This is not an offer offer as an offering strategy. If you pick that out of a property course and you went and did a couple of offers, you'd save the, the, the cost of the course easily. So maybe there's still things you can do with money that you thought had lost. Um, of course, if it's a, an investment in something that's gone to zero, that is slightly different. Okay, cool. So don't carry the baggage of losing money. We've all lost money. Don't make it sway you one-sided. You know, if you're too sceptical, I think that that's not really productive. But of course, if you're like, yeah, I'll just chuck my money everywhere. I trust everyone. That's also at the other extreme. So, you know, you want to be sceptical, but to a point. You want to trust, but verify. Um, you always want to do your own research. But then when you've kind of 
got 70 or 80% of the, of the way there, because you can never get 100% of the way there, then you've got to make the decision, then you've got to minimise the risk. And, you know, one in every five or 10 or 20 investments you're going to do, no matter how savvy you are, no matter how careful you are, they're going to go wrong. But bad decisions are just a cost of doing business. Um, so, you know, when you lose fees, I spoke to someone about a week ago who said, oh, well, I'm not buying property anymore because I lost a valuation fee. I'm like, it was 500 quid. And you're not doing property anymore because you lost a valuation fee. Now, come on, let's manage your emotions well here. Let's, let's not act like a Mariah Carey diva because I only got blue M&Ms. Um, sorry, Mariah Carey, I'm sure you're lovely. Um, but that 500 quid down val- evaluation when you've got a down val, that is a cost of business. And the odd bad investment and the odd thing going wrong and the odd not good course or whatever is a cost of doing business. You can have those costs with... Um, You cannot have all the upside and all the benefit and all the profit without some of those costs. They are sunk costs. They're necessary costs. Now, some of them can be offset. So you could look at how you can offset some of your losses. You know, there's various entrepreneur schemes and investing schemes um, and various tax relief, which means if you've uh, lost money, like, um, you know, in in investments, you can actually get up to half of it back. So maybe that forces you, oh, I lost money. Maybe I could go and find out a way how I can get it off my tax bill. Uh, excuse me, my leg's aching. So then I go and get it off my tax bill. I save half of it and I find a really good new tax lawyer and I win even though I lost. So really, it's just trying to turn it into a ben- benefit and see all the upside and see the... Blah, blah, yeah, I'm, I don't want to start repeating myself, so I'll stop myself. Um, I even interrupt myself now. That takes skill. Um, now, one more thing on this thing that's really important. You probably want to do this exercise on people as well. So, yeah, you may have lost money, but you might actually hold some real angst and anger to, you know, a property deal source or an investor, a partner, a business partner of yours, you know, someone, an ex-employer of yours, and you hold anger and bitterness towards them. Maybe you went into a venture with them and it went wrong. I don't know. Um, but if you sit down with this said piece of paper, yes, this genius piece of paper, uh, and you write all the benefits of knowing and partnering and losing money with Dave um, and work out all the gifts that they gave you, the things that they taught you, the things that they did for you, the things that you learned that you wouldn't have had without it, why they're supposed to be in your life, the purpose of them being there. Um, if you go through and try and list at least 50 things of the great upside benefit, I promise you that event will change. You'll let that go. Because what I don't want you to do in the progressive community uh, is, is bring all of your p- previous baggage in, which has been holding you back for a, a lot of years, uh, and, and carry that forward such that you slow yourself down or you don't make the right decisions when they're there. <clears throat> you have a lot of opportunities. You just may not see them because you're only seeing downsides. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, I mean, I did that process on my ex-boss. You can find it in Mark's book or you can find it in some of my other podcasts on the Disruptive Entrepreneur, so I won't repeat myself. Uh, but my ex-boss gave me a lot of chances in business. You know, he, he, he hired me when I had no CV. Um, and he did a lot of great things, but we fell out. Uh, and um, I deemed that he screwed me over for some, for some commissions that he didn't pay me. He would obviously deem it differently. Uh, we went through a tribunal. Uh, we won, but, you know, like it, it cost as much as we won. Um, and for a couple of years after that, there was quite a bit of scrapping. And I only saw the downside of why he was supposed to be in my life. Uh, and then when I, um, I basically went through what John Demartini calls a forgiveness pro- process and looked at all, looked actually at the reality um, and not with resentment, you know, because generally in the past, you look at it with resentment or all the downside, or you look at it with nostalgia and all the upside, when in fact, everyone that comes into your life has a balanced reason. Uh, they give you things to learn and, and gifts, and you've just got to find them. 
Um, okay, so thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this useful. If you've ever lost money and you're holding on, get that therapy, move on from it, learn from it, carry it into your future, investing decisions. Don't make it make you so sceptical that you never do anything because you'll just get more and more bitter. You'll see other people succeed. You'll start to question yourself and that will become a self-fulfilling prophecy of doom, which you don't want. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And this mini episode uh, will be on the Money Podcast um, where I go into detail on all things money. Obviously, this is about if you've lost money, so it'll be on there. I'm also doing a new series. Um, I've just completed an episode, which will go live in a couple of weeks, on how to get out of debt fast. Probably 20 or 21 ways to get out of debt fast. And then I'm going to, every couple of weeks, do uh, the next level. So uh, debt to zero, zero to 100 grand, 100 to 200, 200 to 500, 500 to a million, a million to 5 million, 5 million to 10 million, 10 million plus. I'm going to deep dive series Um, every couple of weeks on how to go through those stages because they're all very different. I've learned a lot along the way. Um, My best year in in business, not including my property income, is about 19 million. Um, So my next one in the series will be 20 to 50. But I might need a bit of work and a bit of practice to get there first. There might be a bit of a pause between series for that one. Um, So thanks for tuning in and make sure you follow the Money Podcast. Just search Money or my name on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks a lot.